this? This is wonderful. Yeah. Oh. Great song. That's delightful. Isn't it nice? Yes. Welcome to the Parahead Podcast. I am Ryan Middledorf. I'm Patrick McDonald. This is your podcast for all things Jimmy Buffett, including uh, some of our favorite special guests to the Coral Reefer bands. Yes. Um, Jake Shimabakoro is somebody that we've talked about so many times here on the podcast. We love this guy so much. He's an incredible ukulele player. Yep. And he has a storied career of his own. Oh, yeah. He's so uh, prolific. He has so many albums, and he's done so many things, and he's so incredible. He's incredibly talented. Uh, I um, was very lucky to see him when he was touring with Jimmy. I believe I saw him twice. Wow, really? Uh, 2005 and 2006, I think. Uh, And I remember my dad and I, Bob Middledorf, we were at the show, Nissan Pavilion, now Jiffy Lube Live, terrible name change um <laughs> you know it's jiffy lube live it's jiffy lube live an oil change right before your <laughs> eyes you don't even it, it, you you can watch it happen yeah they converted the entire amphitheater just to a gigantic jiffy lube <laughs> multiple stories the it's a live very, experience the live experience that everybody yeah. wanted see the oil go into the car <laughs> before your very eyes if you like dipsticks <laughs> then you will love jiffy lube live um, but had the chance to see him uh, while he was on tour with Jimmy, and he just blew us away. Uh, I think immediately after the show, my dad and I went to the merch stand and bought his CD. Wow. Um, Walking Down Rainhill, I think it was called. Uh, a lot of his albums you cannot find. I looked on Spotify. I looked on Amazon Music. I looked on YouTube. You can't find a lot of his earlier albums. Right, he's more of a he's an indie artist. He has the he has the EP lifestyle that he lives. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. But he's uh, he's terrific. So very excited to uh, to to dive into his music. And we're also uh, today is a bit of a theme because we are ex- not only exploring Jake Shimabukuro, but also the music that Patrick and I are listening to. Uh, our songs from uh, Asian American songwriters. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. I we um I feel like don't shed enough light on Asian American artists here at the Parrothead Podcast. Yes. Uh. So I, it was a really exciting thing to do. I thought it would be a really nice. Yeah. I mean, it was your idea. <laughs> but I thought it was a really. We thought it'd be a really I, nice. You thing know, to do. I had the idea after <laughs> Ryan mentioned it to me. <laughs> <laughs> I mold I, I mold it for a little bit and I said, you know what, this is a good idea. I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna pitch it back to Ryan, see what he thinks. And I'm I said I thought it was great. Him on air. Yes. I'm gonna tell him that it was my idea and I'm gonna watch his eyes. <laughs> um I'm a psychopath, but these artists are not. No. Um uh, <laughs> So it's going to be a very fun episode. Yeah. Um, I'm- Send some love to our Asian American friends and uh, collaborators and creators and artists out there because it's been a tough time. Yeah, over the past 14, 15 months, even before that. Um, but but certainly, you know, a, a, a huge light has been shed on the uh, Asian hate in the United States and around the rest of the world over these past uh, 14, 15 months. Uh, and it's just terrible. So Absolutely. we want to, you know, do what we can here on the podcast 
podcast and spotlight uh, some of these incredible musicians. Yeah, give a little bit of love. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. Ryan, uh, what are you up to? How are you doing? Man, we are we are smack dab in the middle of summer here in Los Angeles. It's summer. We were saying it. We said summer is here. It's summer April and here. summer is here. But now it's April 30th where, when we're recording this. Yes. And uh, it is warm again. It is warm. It is 91 degrees outside, I believe. Wow. It's a hot one. But usually, like... Around this time when it starts getting warm, I'm not into it. I'm upset about it. I don't like the heat. I'm trying my very best just to embrace it as much as possible, and I think I'm doing a pretty good job. Nice. You are. Yeah. I like it. What are you doing to embrace the heat? What are your – are you uh, embracing it physically or just emotionally? (laughs) (laughs) I would say a little bit of both. What I – I took on a bit of a project last weekend that was a huge undertaking but I'm glad I did it, and I'm very proud of myself, and I felt very accomplished. Okay. I laid sod for the first time in my life. Have wow. You ever, have you ever done this? No, I got to check it out. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get on this sod train, baby. <laughs> Choo-choo. Choo-choo. Um, it sucks. Yeah. It's real tough. I believe it. Uh, there is a, a pretty sizable patch in our backyard uh, that was just uh, – pretty much just dead from when uh, our house was built. Mm. Um, it's where all of the lumber was, all of the debris and everything, so the grass just died. So it's been like that for over a year. So we've been talking about replacing it, and uh, last two, two weeks ago uh, we found some sod, we bought some sod, and then I had to figure out how to lay down the sod. Turns out it's a bit of a process. Wow. <laughs> you have to cut up every single piece of dead whatever that's in the grass so i was out there at like seven o'clock in the morning with a hoe just like really just going to town on this oh my dirt gosh um and did the entire yard that section it took 12 hours i was out there by myself in the heat i did it i we rented a rototiller i got to use a rototiller Whoa. which was a lot of fun yeah but i laid the side and put it down and it's great it looks great. I it saw looks, it. It um, looks very nice. Yeah, the dogs really love wonderful. it. It's perfect. So that was my big like summer. I like doing summer projects. Yes. You know? Very nice. And I like it if I can get outside and do something. Yeah. 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 I, I, I need to pick up a summer project. Yeah. Well, you, you have something. a yard now. You could do some gardening I if you want to. I am doing some gardening. Okay. I've, that's good. I, I planted a bunch of seeds uh-huh. of different things, uh, parsley Ooh. and different lettuces and marigolds yeah. and uh, some green onions okay. and some tomatoes. And I went out there with one of those apps that identifies all the different types of cool of leaves as they're growing. None of them are the things I planted. I don't know what's growing. I don't know what's in there, but it's not what I had planned. It is shocking and upsetting. Uh, but what is this shrimp? Yeah, there's a periwinkle growing, and I don't even know what that is. Is that a weed? A periwinkle? I thought I it was no a idea. color, but I guess this is the inspiration. Sounds like a Pokemon. It's a Pokemon. <laughs> I have a Pokemon garden. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's a it's a book I'm writing. Very cool. My Pokemon garden, <laughs> and it's very sad. Um, yeah, it, but it's I, I gotta I gotta get a little more focused on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. That's good. Um, uh, I am excited. My summer hobby might have come in the mail, Ryan. Yes, I see a I, nice blue I package. Brought it, we're doing an unboxing. Everyone's favorite thing to listen to <laughs> on a, a podcast. podcast. An unboxing. I got something from Easy Day Sports today. Ooh. If you're a Parrothead podcast head and you're following along, you might know this is my uh, 
box, my my welcome package for the Margaritaville Run yes. challenge. Yes. Here, so, let me. I'll, I'll hold your mic for okay, you. Okay, hold while my you mic. So I haven't okay. opened this yet. Here we go. Okay. So I'm gonna put mine. Here we go. This All is very right. exciting. Huge. If you can hear it being opened, this is this is real authentic. Some good ASMR okay, right wow. now. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Beautiful flip flops. Beautiful wow. parrot's wings on the flop itself. Oh my God! They're like branded Margaritaville they're Run flip flops. Gorgeous Margaritaville Run flip flops. This is Margaritaville on the the foot thong. Yeah. Very exciting. Um, I am gonna keep going. Let's see. We got the oh, we got the Margaritaville running jersey. What? Very exciting. Look at this thing. Ooh, that looks so comfortable. Oh wow, it looks very comfortable. Look what it says: salt, it's salt, 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 salt. salt. <laughs> it's it's made almost like there's fake buttons printed on, like it's a yes, and there's Hawaiian a fake shirt. collar. There's a fake collar. <laughs> like it's a Hawaiian shirt. There's Margaritaville uh, margaritas and palm trees and figs. Oh, and on the back it says Margaritaville Run. On the back it says Margaritaville Run. There's a bunch of limes. This is. It looks like one of those like cooling shirts. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a nice shirt to run, and I'll probably wear it biking. Ooh, yeah. As well, and so we have that. We're gonna keep going. Um, okay, Margaritaville Run. A little, a little metal tin with. Oh, this is the Margaritaville kit. Crystallized lime. There's uh, a little lime packet. Is that for like water or to like actually make a margarita? Uh, this is to make a margarita. Oh, there's a pack of salt in there. Um, and then I got my oh my um uh my running bib. It says five o'clock on it. Wow. Very exciting. Yeah. Oh yeah. I didn't really explain this this margaritaville kit. It's some sort of yeah. It's a little packet like almost like a deck of cards, and then there's just little salts and. Uh, yeah, I guess you just put this in the dehydrated margarita. lime and dehydrated lime, and then we have a medal. I got my medal. I'm you gonna got your wear medal. It. 2021 Margaritaville Margaritaville Run finisher. Um, very cool. I'm gonna wear this right now. Wow. Pretty oh, let cool. sh- show me. Let's see that. Okay, here we go. That's a very nice medal. <laughs> it's a nice medal. This is good quality, Ryan. This is. This is good quality, and I think. That's it. And then the charm, somebody tweeted at us, Ryan. The charm is coming uh, if you complete the challenge. So the charm is an incentive. Wow. So they do have to offload these charms, but, (laughs) you know, not for nothing. (laughs) The the 50,000 charms that Jimmy bought (laughs) without consulting anybody. Exactly. His his deep, deep quarantine purchase. My charm guy gave me a great deal. (laughs) (laughs) Jimmy, you have a charm guy? Yeah, he certainly does. You need a guy for everything. You need a guy for everything. Everybody's got a charm guy in Miami. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so it's uh, very exciting. So I'm in, Ryan. That's incredibly exciting. I'm fully in. I got the flops. I got the jersey. I got the the Margaritaville kit, and I got the medal. Very cool. So I'm. it's going to be a good summer. It's going to be a very good summer. We're we're both embracing it. We're both getting outside. And just to check in with the leaderboard. Yes. We have the, uh, you know, the 75-mile challenge the one I'm involved with. Uh, our king has been overthrown. Jeff Errett, uh, who was uh, previously had run, what, like 680 miles in a month? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so he's second place right now. Since February 2nd, which is about two months now, he's run 884.36 miles. My goodness. But John Mann from Florida, age group 65 to 69, has run 1,002 Point seven, one thousand and twelve point seven four miles. No, you haven't. <laughs> he has. He's run them. 
one thousand miles in he, two months. He's run over a thousand miles <laughs> in, in two, two months. months. That's halfway across the United States. <laughs> John Manny is a superstar. Oh my god. This is god. what I'm competing against, and I'm at zero. <laughs> and I'm trying to win. You gotta get up there. You gotta get, I gotta get Why up Why aren't you there. running right now? I honestly should be. I need to be I need to bring a, a, a treadmill to this podcast record every god. time from now on. I am way behind. I'm way behind, but I'm excited to get started and now I have my equipment, so I'm ready to go. That's very exciting. So that's that's what's going on in my world. I'm diving deep into the Margaritaville run. <laughs> And I can't wait to see what happens. Very, very good. Oh, uh, yeah. There, there's one thing that uh, I need to ask you about. Yes. Uh, we need a Breaking Pat update. Oh, yes. Yes. Breaking Pat, of course. <laughs> Everyone's favorite new segment right. where I talk about where I'm at watching Breaking Bad. Right. <laughs> of course. Uh, Breaking Pat, I just finished season four. Yes. So, mind you, we've recorded a bunch of episodes in the past couple weeks. Mm-hmm. It's been two weeks, and I've watched maybe 40 episodes. <laughs> yes, it's a lot. I've watched so much. I put so much time into this. I wake up in the morning. I watch two episodes. Uh-huh. I have my day. I go home, and I watch three episodes every there day. You go. Five episodes a day, I think. Yep. I'm obsessed. So you're gonna be. You're probably going to be done in the next week and a half. I'll be done in a week and a half, yeah. yeah. 16 yeah. episodes? Done. I'm done. That, that's an afternoon. Incredible show. Very exciting. Yes. Here's something I wanted to point out. Okay. Do we know whether or not Vince Gilligan is a parrot head? Ooh, uh, he, he very he looks the part for sure. He does look the part for sure. I had found out recently. I'm listening to the accompanying Breaking Bad Insider podcast. Uh-huh. There's an episode called um, uh, "Caballo Sin Nombre," which is Spanish for "horse with no name." Uh-huh. They use that song "America," which is "horse for no name." In that episode, they were supposed to use the song "Southern Cross." Really? Yes. And they couldn't get the rights to it. Wow. And they they like that was the song that he was supposed to be singing the whole day. Uh-huh. So that was my one thing. We know Jimmy does a great cover of Southern Cross. Yes. But also, I don't know if you noticed this, but the car wash mm-hmm. that Walt works at and spoiler alert later kind of tries to buy, potentially owns. Uh-huh. I uh, don't want to give anything away. Do you know what it's called? What is it called? It's called the A1A car wash, Ryan. You're right. A1A. Wow. A1A, Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy Buffett. I mean, that's- Very interesting. Everyone's very always high up there, at least in the top three best albums for oh, Jimmy. Oh, yeah. So if you're a paired head, you're seeing that. Wow. I mean, A1A is also, it could be that kind of like- insider thing where it's like the top of the car the top of the phone book sure but because the a1a goes through florida yes up the east coast it's nowhere near new mexico not at all so So there's got to be a reason i that's my theory i think i think vince might be a little bit of a parrot head okay vince if you're listening to this how we'd love to have you on the show we'd love to have you on the show (laughs) i can't believe you got here this is nuts that you're listening but yes We'd love to talk to you about Jimmy Buffett if you're interested. That's very interesting. Pretty exciting stuff. Very exciting. So that's all I wanted to tease out there. Okay. So, okay. Yeah, I am on season five now, the final season, but it is broken up into two parts. Great. So I'm looking forward to it. Amazing. Um, I'm also watching something right now, and I've been trying to find a Jimmy connection. Okay. So far, I've not found one. Okay. Uh, I, I uh, in, in a tizzy a couple weeks ago, subscribed to Paramount Plus. Okay. <laughs> 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 I 
in a state you can't quite name. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and I started watching Rocket Power again. Wow. Do you remember Rocket Power? Yeah, I loved Rocket Power. Rocket Power is great. Yeah. Shockingly, so far there is no Jimmy Buffett connection in Rocket Power. Really? Which is is very surprising to me. It's a Southern California skater surfer children's show. Yes. There's nothing. There's nothing. Maybe there's maybe a Jimmy Buffett character is going to come by. That's what I'm hoping. Okay. Yes. I'm hoping I'm, I'm, that too. I'm watching about half an episode every six days. Wow. Okay, great. <laughs> so uh, come back to me in like five years, and maybe okay. I'll have something for okay, you. Okay. Great. Great. Yeah. Great. Okay. Cool. That's we'll we'll keep an eye out for that. Yeah, it's very exciting for, the, for those who came for. Uh, you might come for Breaking Pat, but you'll stay for <laughs> Rocket Power Ryan. Yeah. Pretty exciting. Yeah. You know, this actually, this whole conversation brings me to some Buffett news, Ryan. Ooh. Um, and it's more Paradead Podcast news in that we got an email, almost did recently. Uh-huh. Almost got an email that's really wonderful from one of our uh, lifers, one of our writer longtime friends yeah. and fans of the show uh, who's written to us a few times over the past few years, uh, Brett Fenstermacher. Love, Brett. Shout Love out Brett. to you, Brett. Thank you for everything. What's up, Brett? Thanks for, hey, what's up, Brett? What's up, Brett? Um, he sent us an email uh, that I think is really wonderful because a few weeks ago we mentioned that we are now uh, upcoming radio hosts on Sirius XM Radio Margaritaville. Yes, by the time you're listening to this episode, we could already be hosts. We could already be and we could already not be. Yes. <laughs> it's all up in the <laughs> it's air. Up keep, in the air. Keep checking radio. Believe Margarita it or not, <laughs> we're it's a relaxing time and it's a slow, you know, we're we're taking our time with it. We're not stressed. No, not at all. We're excited about it. Uh-huh. Uh but it the the pace is as patient as you'd imagine it would be. Yes. Um so uh I mean it's it's Margaritaville. This is the dream. Sure. I we're love it. We're relaxing. Yes. You know? Uh, it's five o'clock all the time. Uh, so Brett sent us an sent us an email. He said, "Hey there, guys. Just wanted to write in to congratulate you on the serious gig. That's dare I say, seriously awesome. Pin, pun pin. Wow, what am I having a stroke? Uh, I just got vaccine number two yesterday, and hearing the news on the podcast was a nice surprise to wake up. Oh, so wow, that's, nice. that's great. Congratulations on the vaccine. Yes, Brett. congratulations. Uh, we probably owe you a Marvin Gardens name as well. We probably do. We should think of one. We should. Um." As things start to warm up here in central New York, and I've shifted from snowboards to kayaks, very cool, uh-huh. I've been working my way through a backlog of my favorite Jimmy Buffett-centric podcast, and I had a, had to write another letter to thank you for all the wonderful listening and offer up my father's review of the pod as requested. <gasps> Ooh! I took a road trip a few years ago with him to Kansas City, and on the way, tried to con- introduce him to one of my favorite podcasts. So obviously, I pulled my favorite episode and personal yearly tradition, 2018's Every Christmas Song Ever versus Jimmy Buffett to listen to. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a great one. That's a great one. <laughs> <laughs> I believe... Uh, wasn't it Goofy singing? <laughs> one of the categories was Goofiest Christmas Song, and Mr. Christmas himself, Matt Cordova, picked Goofy singing... Was it Silent Night? Yeah. The Disney character, Goofy. Yes. <laughs> I forgot oh, about that. Great episode. That was a crazy one. That's so weird. <laughs> Loved it. Um, Matt had his baby, by the way. We got to have him on. Oh, my God. That's amazing. It's so exciting. Um, so he said, with that in mind, one of my personal favorite parts of each episode is the introduction where you catch us all up on your life and general happenings out in Shocking California. Shocking that that's one of your favorite Shocking. parts. Shocking. <laughs> My father, who admittedly had been driving for several hours straight, however, turned to me about 10 minutes into the intro and shouted, do they ever actually talk about Jimmy Buffett? 
Just wait 30 more minutes. <laughs> While not a particularly thorough review, I always think of that moment when I tune in and thought I would warn any new listeners not yet acquainted with the adventures of Marley Bone and Tennessee. <laughs> he did end up enjoying the episode, all things considered. Anyway, before I go on too long, best of luck on the radio. You're going to kill it. Fins up. Brett Fenster Mocker. Brett, thank you so much, sir. Thank you, Brett. That is a great thing for you guys to know. If you haven't already figured it out 30 minutes into this episode, <laughs> we do tend to talk about ourselves. Yes. Yeah, yeah. we do. We, we're, we're chatty little boys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just running my mouth constantly. You and Olivia says, are. can you just invite Patrick over so you can leave me alone? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so, so, yes, we do like to tend to talk about ourselves, but yeah. of, of course we... Consider you guys friends of ours. We like to chat. We like to catch up with each other. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, we we have really enjoyed uh, using these as time markers for ourselves as little time capsules. So uh-huh. if you're not interested in uh, our contributions to our time capsule, you can always skip that. We won't be offended. You don't Absolutely. have to tell us either. And you can tell us too. <laughs> I, if you want to send us an email every time you skip ahead, that'd yeah, be great. That would be great. Yeah. Um, uh, it reminds me of that one trap rock artist that we uh, <laughs> talked about that one time who was like, I was talked about, he posted on Facebook, like, I was talked about on the Jimmy Buffett podcast. They start about 40 minutes in. <laughs> so he was basically like, skip the first half. Yes. Until you get to my section. Yeah, yeah, which I totally get. Get it. Uh, get it. But, you know, in the spirit of Jimmy Buffett, going nowhere fast, hanging out, having a good time, this is what we're going to be doing. Absolutely. So- Brace yourselves. Yeah, and enough of you like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> enough of you. I mean, they gave us a job on the radio. Yeah, they gave us a job on the radio, which we won't be doing this. No, no, no. So be very constrained on the radio. Yes, we'll be very different. <laughs> yes. But it's, uh, uh, so that's a very nice email from Brett. Brett, we love you. Congratulations on the vaccine. Yes, congratulations. That's great. Uh, so should we give you uh, Marvin Garden's name right now? I think we should. Let's, Brett, have we, I wonder if we've given you a Marvin Garden's name before. Oh, maybe we have. If, if we haven't, you get two. <laughs> Let's see. Okay. I, I in my mind, I have a good number of these memorized. Me too. But I always, but they're always the weird ones, and so everyone yeah. would be named Pentonville, <laughs> and I don't want to do that to everyone. Um, I also have decided we might have to start making different kind of families. You know, Ooh. when Kylie was on, I was like, uh-huh. oh, I could have almost given her Piccadilly, in in honor of Drew Tarver, put her in a certain kind of house. Oh, you know. <laughs> Like, <laughs> think of us as your sorting hat. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, that's a good. Okay, I got one for um, Brett. Let's see. I. Ooh, okay. I've got one. All right. You want to go first or last? You, you, you go first. Okay. All right. Brett Fenstermacher, your Marvin Garden's name today is luxury. Luxury. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yes. What a (laughs) what a spicy luxury luxury spicy name. (laughs) Luxury luxury. Wow, that's a really good one. Luxury luxury luxury. (laughs) So Brett, we want you to send us a tweet at Parahead Pod or send us an email paraheadpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what luxury luxury (laughs) is getting. Themselves into that's my maybe my favorite name so far. I think so. Wow, luxury, luxury, very good. Wow, <laughs> that's really good. I mean, that person with luxury, luxury comes around the corner, 
What's going to happen? Who knows? I mean, luxury, luxury is the name. Bet it all on black. You know, <laughs> he's in a casino for sure. I don't want to tell you what you're doing, luxury, but, you know, wow. it's pretty great. That's never happened before. <laughs> it's No, you know, I knew somebody in an elementary school named Brady Brady, so it, it can happen. Okay. Yeah. I knew someone uh, named Jillian Killian. Oh, yes. <laughs> cool. I knew someone named Neil McNeil as well. <laughs> oh, okay. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I know someone named Hannah Hannah. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> yeah. So luxury, luxury is a long tradition yes. <laughs> of people we know. Yeah. <laughs> very, very good. Very cool. Very, um, very fun. Uh, one more piece of Buffett news. Yes. Uh, this is kind of a combo. We got hit up by you guys, our fans, letting us know that Jimmy is back. He is doing a show in Florida. And tickets have gone on sale. He's back in the New York groove, you know? He's yes. he's doing it again. <laughs> so basically, Jimmy is doing a show uh in Florida. It seems like a really cool, intimate show. Mm-hmm. Uh Pavilion, Old School Square in downtown Delray Beach, Florida, very soon. Uh they're on um the the tickets went on sale May 13th. Oh no, the show is May 13th, 14th, 17th, and 18th. There's, yes. Yeah. Um, so uh, there's four shows coming up in a couple weeks, but there was an, uh, kind of a, a bit of drama that went out there along with these tickets. Uh, there's an article in Yahoo Entertainment. Jimmy Buffett, colon, if you bought resold tickets for this Florida show, you're not getting in. Wow. So here's the article. There's some trouble in Margaritaville. Uh-oh. Parrot heads, some of whom paid more than $10,000 for a pot of four seats to the Jimmy Buffett and the Coral Reefer Friends tour kickoff at the Pavilion at Old School Square in downtown Delray, Delray Beach, Florida, just threw away their money, uh, according to venue organizers. Turns out to get in the front gate on show night, your identification must match the name you provided at the time of purchase, said Carly Brinkman, public relations specialist with Old School Square, and tickets are non-transferable. Quote, it's horrifying, she said. (laughs) I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Bottom line, if you bought your tickets through a reseller, you are out of luck, Brinkman said. We are obviously warning people that it is not going to work, she said, adding that the venue is equally angered over the situation. So there are sold out tickets, but if you cannot resell them in any way. So so the the show was put on hold because of COVID, is that right? Yeah. Okay, so it was put on hold and then uh it was they they, they gave it a new date. This might have been a new show that's announced. Okay, might be a new show. Yeah, yeah. So they sold out, and then there were resellers selling additional tickets that did not exist? Is that? So here's what happened, yeah. So so uh, okay, I'll run it down for you. Tickets went on sale for the May 13th, 14th, 17th, and 18th shows on Monday at 10 a.m. and were sold out in the first minute. Hours later, tickets popped up online through sites such as Vivid Tickets and TicketsOnSale.com, neither of which responded to requests for comments from the Palm Beach Post, part of the USA Today Network. Brinkman said she had no idea how those resellers got their hands on so many tickets and the venue did not have agreements with any company except Eventbrite. Wow. Customers were limited to one pot of tickets for one night only, specifically to ensure as many fans as possible had access to tickets, she said. Really, the goal was to make this as affordable for as many people as possible, she said. But that's not what happened. Mm. Um, so, yeah. So, the cheapest pot of four seats was 3889 for obstructed views, says 
Diane Catalano wow. of Boynton Meat Beach, who got shut out Monday morning, and the front was like $10,780. Oh, my goodness. Catalano, along with two friends, had their fingers on the button to buy tickets at 9.35 a.m., she said. While Catalano had seen Buffett more than six times, she said, this would not have this would have been the first trip around the sun for her boyfriend and the other couple that made up the pot of four. I was very angry to the point I would never buy a ticket through Vivid Seats again, she said. I do not know how they did it. A connection, an algorithm, I don't know how they got all these tickets. So it's a big scam. They wow. must have used some sort of fake name or something to get these tickets. Yeah. And now those tickets are 100% useless. Oh, my God. That sucks. It's going to be fascinating to see what they do with that. Yeah. Because there's no way to know which tickets are fake and which tickets aren't. Wow. And now they're going to have to have like all these empty seats at this concert. That's awful. Yeah. Because the name has to be the exact name. Wow. I know. Oh, my God. So a little bit of drama. A little bit of drama. A little bit of drama, and I hope everything goes all right. It's so tricky. It's like we were talking about this uh, just before we started about pre-COVID, when we were still going to shows, I feel like there was starting to be a much bigger crackdown on scalpers. Yeah. In terms of tickets. There was about to be, yeah. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see what happens with, the uh, uh, concert business, yeah. you know, moving forward. Because I feel like it's so easy for things like that to happen. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, because, like, th there's so many, you know, over the past 20 years that the internet's been around, we've been buying tickets on the internet, yeah. so many of those sites have popped up where, you know, you can get a ticket to a thing and you can go to it, and it was, it was easy. But now, like, with these big crackdowns happening, uh, who's... Like what? What's stopping people from still posting those tickets and people buying them, but not right. being able to use them? Right, right. It's scary. It's really scary. So, and it clearly they're still going to be doing it. So we got to keep an eye out. Yeah. And it's a bummer because we are victims in this situation. We can't get around that because there's these technical algorithms, right. or these weird types of technology that are just like impossible to penetrate. And so yeah. it's like great now all these fans are going to be ripped off and 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 up shit's creek for all of these concerts sucks sucks so our hearts go out to you guys if you're dealing with that yeah for sure yeah and uh we hope uh something is done maybe there's going to be some sort of waiting list or standby situation i'm at sure this it'll be concert. something yeah i hope there's something yeah that'll be great wow i know what a bummer what a bummer ryan what are you listening to right now what am I listening to? I have been excited to tell you about this all week. I know you texted me. You were so excited. I can't wait to hear what this is. So excited. Have you heard of an artist called No-No Boy? No. Okay. No Boy. No-No Boy. No-No <laughs> Boy. No-No Boy? No-No Boy. Who is No-No Boy? No-No Boy. This is, this is really, really amazing. I'm going to read you... Uh, this little excerpt. No No Boy is an immersive multimedia work blending original folk songs, storytelling, and projected archival images all in service of illuminating hidden American histories. Whoa. Taking inspiration from his own family's history living through the Vietnam War as well as many other stories of Asian American experience, Nashville-born songwriter Julian Saperiti, I think I'm saying that correct, uh, has transformed years of doctoral study into an innovative project which bridges a divide between art and scholarship. 
by turning his archival research and fieldwork into a large repertoire of folk songs and films, Saporiti has been able to engage diverse audiences with difficult conversations, performing with a revolving cast of collaborators everywhere from rural high schools and churches to New York City's Lincoln Center. Whoa! So This guy's cool as hell. He's super, super cool. Nashville-born, um, Asian-American, uh, Julian Saporiti, uh, really, really good. And so he has this project, this No No Boy project that I believe started through his work at Columbia, maybe, maybe Brown. Maybe I can find out. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll leave a link to everything in the description. Um, but it's all done by him and one of his collaborators. They have music videos that they produce themselves that are really incredible. And it's all about shining a spotlight on Asian American history and not necessarily the good stuff. Wow. There is a song, the song I want to play called uh, The Best Goddamn Band in Wyoming that is about a jazz band that was in an incarceration camp. Whoa. And it's, I, I have a blurb. Like, a, like an internment camp? An, an internment camp. Wow. Yes. Um, I have a blurb here that I want to read about the song. Wow. An all Asian American big band who formed in a Wyoming concentration camp during World War II. How could I not be captivated by that story? I went to a jazz college, studied jazz history, and never learned about any musicians who looked like me. It was only after I moved to Wyoming and saw this photograph of the Georgigawa Orchestra that I realized as an Asian American musician, I am part of a rich lineage. A decade later, I have this pile of songs illuminating a diverse array of Asian American and immigrant stories, which sadly seem more relevant now than ever, and it all started with the best goddamn band in Wyoming. Wow. This band would hit the road to play school proms and town dances only to go back behind barbed wire after the gig. And Igawa himself should be taught about as a musical pioneer who fused Japanese instruments and music with his big band. To play music at all during a situation like the Japanese-American incarceration was astounding, and I'm happy that through this little tune, a few more people will know about this band. So this song is about this band that it's they they lived behind barbed wire he saw this picture of this group of musicians had never heard about them did a ton of research found more photos archive footage all this stuff and turned it into this song that's amazing wow that's so cool it's so good and if it's okay i kind of want to play the whole thing oh let's do it uh it's um so good oh, i can't um, wait here we go. The best goddamn band in Wyoming. Ooh, let's give it a listen. I can't wait. The flyer red musicians needed. So young Yone grabbed the silver mouthpiece. Tracked down a kid who brought a trumpet to Pomona. Let Yone have it on a free two-year lead. Joy Teraoka Neitakashida Went to the tryout, she was only 16 With some girlfriends to cheer her on Their club was called the Rodells Mom said if you keep up the school Joy, you can sing Georgie Kawa Oji Nisei He toured up the coast and even played Japan 
Before the war, they ripped up the Florida ballroom and all sleep on the show Tokians. Under starlight, they dance behind barbed wire. Under the mountain, it meant something to say. Stuck between two countries in a fire, the best goddamn band in Wyoming. Littleton's best show at the cardiac scale, the clarinet kid, the Nice Audi show. Stop by rehearsal in a tall paper berry. Once he joined up, sister, it was on. They practice daily, gig on the weekend, stirring up those dusty mess halls. Teenage bodies unchained from their parents, and them old folks, they really lost it all. The only swing band left in Wyoming that got them out some nights until dawn. Warp on drives and pound moments dancing in love. Bunch of chaps playing jazz at the Thermopolis prom Under machine guns they dance behind barbed wire At below zero it meant something the same Angelinos mixing up with farm kids in the choir The best goddamn band in Wyoming Split for Chicago with Kamiko in the fall of 44. He left the band to tense. Joy went with her family to DC. As for Yoni, he had to join the war. And that's a story from Old Hot Mountain. I'm the best band you never did see. Locked up in prison camps for no fucking reason. But they still found a reason to sing The best goddamn band in Wyoming 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 I, I don't think I've been so emotionally affected by a song or an artist uh at least this big in a long time. Yeah, that's um, incredible. Really, really incredible. And he has got he's got a whole uh, a whole album out that came out uh, in early April called 1975. Wow. But so so good. There's a song called uh, Imperial Twist about when the nuclear bomb was dropped and about like how it was dropped on people that were listening to like Purple Haze. Wow. Like American music. People that loved America. Wow. And like this terrible thing was happening to them. And I, the the whole the whole project, the whole thing, I've been doing a deep dive on him and the history over the past week and it's it's incredible. That's incredible. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Wow. What an amazing thanks for finding this. This is so cool. It's really, really no, great. No, no boy. No, no boy. And, and he doesn't seem to have a lot of followers right now. No, Maybe. only like a couple thousand listens on some of the music. Yeah, he's brilliant. 
Yeah. He's so great. Yeah. I, I can't wait to listen to more of him. It's really, really good. So nice. check him out. No, Very no, nice. Boy. That's yeah. awesome. Patty, what about you? What are you listening to? Well, I was also kind of looking around. I, I, I was reading about uh, Asian American country singers because there's a big resurgence of that. There's, yeah. There, there's one guy that's been around for a while. I was reading this article um, kind of about the history of Asians in country music. One of them was like in 1924, a cowboy movie star named Hoot Gibson convinced lap steel maestro Sol Hopi to migrate from Hawaii to Los Angeles, where Hopi started playing for country and Western outfits. And then he did like country music. Um, but it expanded and Neil McCoy was he's half Filipino. Um, he had two number one songs and eight top tens during this commercial run in the mid 90s. Um, but I found this artist that I really love kind of a modern, quote unquote, red dirt road, honky tonk style musician named Gabe Lee uh-huh. from Nashville. His parents are from Taiwan. Uh, they immigrated over in the 80s. And he is such a great artist and i i fell in love with all of his music and i've been listening to it really hardcore uh his name is gabe lee he has kind of a nathaniel rateliff vibe to Ooh, him okay um but he's got a really cool country folk singer songwriter kind of acoustic guitar uh vibe to him so I, I i sent you a song i wanted to listen to which is called i'll write okay i love this give that okay. a listen gabe lee let's check it out let's do it On the side of town Bourbon net and bullet I was hanging around And you were looking for love Trying to burn the whole place down Whoa Black hole in the ground Right you get to digging Into others affairs Taking on bets And double dog daring You was a lonesome device Looking for a quick repair Whoa There, darling, there Here she goes All my life All my life I've been a fool i seen days Where the sun don't shine Ain't got nothing really left to lose Flying down a road Tearing through the night Falling out of love Running out of time Sweet, sweet time It's alright It's okay Certain troubles are bad In the light of the day don't get to losing your mind Or get to fretting away It only hurts for a while It washes out in the rain Remind me of a movie, all the stories she told 
Hails of Carolina to the city of gold You were right on the money First class, best in show Desperado Yeah, but now you can't get to sleep You're stuck at the bar Killing the pain Breaking guitars Singing old tattered love songs In the dark Whoa Just falling apart She goes On my That's right, in the light of the day Don't get to losing your mind Or get to fading away It only hurts for a while It washes out in the rain Great. That's so good. His whole album is fantastic. He has a new album out uh, right now. It, it, it came out, I think, uh, potentially last year, but I think it's called Honky Tonk Hell. <laughs> and it is so good. Gabe Lee. Gabe Lee. Check him um, out. He's really fantastic. He's on Spotify. He's wherever you can get him. And he, it's all like that. I mean, I'm you know I'm a sucker for like, I feel like... Uh, that's a very me artist, you know, like got the old country. Yes. You got the, the, the harmonica in there. Yep. What horns are to you? Harmonica is to <laughs> me. Uh, and it feels, it's just so good and intimate. And I love it. The lyrics are, he's a great lyricist too. So yeah, highly recommend Gabe Lee, Gabe Lee. No, no boy. Those, those are our recommendations. Both today. from Nashville. Both from Nashville. Yes. We got to get to Nashville. We got to get to Nashville. We should, <laughs> what are we going to do there? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but they've got some good food. Yeah, go see a museum, I guess. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and then go home, and then we'll come home. Yes, absolutely. Back to where we belong. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, that's great. Yes. I love that. Um, it's so good. Well, should we get to it? I think we should. Should we start We've talking been here about for Jake? an hour? I know. <laughs> okay, hold on. I'm going to turn this off. Yeah, we got enough air. Yeah, we'll we'll be bumping the AC on and off throughout it, the you're <laughs> throughout the have, next couple months. Yeah, you're gonna, <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have to get used to that in and out sound. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, let's talk about him, Jake Shimabukuro. Jake Shimabukuro, a Japanese American uh, ukulele virtuoso. Wow. According to Wikipedia, 
Um, his music combines elements of jazz, blues, funk, rock, bluegrass, classical, folk, and flamenco. Um, he's, uh, he's written numerous compositions, uh, and he wrote the entire soundtracks to two Japanese movies, Hula Girls and, uh, uh, I don't know how to pronounce it's, it's the, the Japanese remake of Sideways, which is very cool. I didn't really? know that that existed. I didn't know that. Uh, which is very cool. That's um, so cool. So, uh, this guy, like I was saying, saw him perform live with Jimmy as part of the Coral Reefers, uh, a couple of times, and he is... He's incredible. He's, He's incredible. Very, very good. And uh, I was actually reading this. His one of the first viral videos on YouTube back in 2006. That is so crazy. It was him and the unforgivable guy. Yes. <laughs> and the Maya He Maya Ha. Right. <laughs> Numa Numa guy. That's what his name was. Numa Numa. You remember Numa Numa guy? <laughs> I remember Numa Numa. <laughs> Maya He. <laughs> he was a he was a pioneer Very um, good. but jake was what was his viral video while my guitar gently weeps he did a cover of oh, it oh that's on this album too it is yeah. it is um i'm gonna try and pull up the let's see jake shimbukuro uh while my guitar gently weeps let's see okay guess this is the one from 15 years ago probably well, let's give it a shot. I think so. This is a song um, that was composed by one of my favorite um, songwriters, uh, Mr. George Harrison. So, uh, you know, since we're in Central Park near the Strawberry Fields, I thought this would be kind of cool. But song entitled "While My Guitar Gently Weeps." This is all ukulele. So good. His hands are doing so many things. I know. It's, it's crazy, crazy to watch. <laughs> he's so talented. I mean, it's, 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 I want to say effortless, but you can tell he spent his entire life doing that. Yes. It's not effortless. It looks effortless. Exactly. 25 year overnight success kind of thing. You know, he clearly is a master of his skill. Yes. And it's amazing to watch. It's amazing to listen to. And um, uh, we've talked about his version of Bohemian Rhapsody on here before, too. Yeah. It's, he's very, so very good. Talented. Very yeah. talented. So we're going to be talking about the album today, The Greatest Day. Um, and uh, let's let's just let's just go through it. He starts you know, with. Yeah. This is a tough one for me to to solo out because this I turned this on and it kind of washed over me. Yes. It hit a trance. So I think I remember some of them <laughs> specifically. Uh huh. But uh, overall, this is an incredible listen. It's just. 
all the way all through. the way through. It's very very good. Yeah. Um, it starts things off with a uh, time of the season. Oh yeah, let's give it a listen. Tell why Jimmy sort of latched onto this guy. Oh, absolutely! You can tell you. Oh, you're, this guy's the best at what he does. Yes, it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, I I am not quite sure which of these are quote unquote originals and which of these are covers. Yeah, are all of them covers? Some of them are. Some of them are. I believe some of them are uh, originals. Okay, but he, great. He's he does a lot of covers. He yeah, does a he lot does. of covers. He does. Um, because he's so good at them. He's it's a so very good. Jimmy thing to do. It is, and and I think that's another way they connect. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's listen right now to the titular track, The Greatest Day. Let's do it. Oh, yeah, I like this one. It's very pretty. It's a very good one. building vibrant music so this gives me explosions in the sky vibes yes which i love yes huge explosions in the sky fan oh big texas band oh big texas band basically the sound of friday night lights yeah so i definitely it's that electric kind of re- reverb on the guitar yep that i really really love yeah very, it's very so good. good this next one is i mean eleanor rigby it doesn't get much better than this. The Beatles, the come Beatles. on. He does a ton of Beatles songs. Well, I'm glad he does. Very, very Finally, good. someone does. <laughs> <laughs> Let's listen to Eleanor Rigby, this little known song. <laughs> Thank you. 
chill. Oh, yeah. question to you ryan okay if you're at this concert and somebody behind you is singing along to this song what do you do <laughs> it's slap him in the face no you stop that yeah he they just think that it's their moment to like have the solo exactly <laughs> yeah right i don't let them have that solo i know that's not their moment no you don't go to an instrumental concert and sing the lyrics. That's just not okay. No, not at all. Except for maybe if it's like Sweet Caroline. <laughs> bop, bop, bop. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Touching hands. Like you couldn't listen to just a ukulele version of like. Dee, 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 no. Dee, dee, dee. <laughs> like you can't just like. <laughs> yeah, you can't quietly listen to an <laughs> instrumental Sweet Caroline. Someone in the back just like bop, bop, bop. They're like. Quiet. Please get out. Quiet. Get out. Leave. This is art. This is art. Ryan, I was looking up a little bit of information about Jake Shimabakoro. Mm-hmm. You know, he is uh, involved in a couple of charities. Oh. Um, he was the director for Music is Good Medicine before founding his own nonprofit organization, Four Strings Foundation, which creates music education workshops nationwide and provides instruments, materials, and training tools to schools and music teachers. Very, very cool. Very music cool. music education is something uh, that uh, is has been sort of in danger of kind of going away for a long yeah, time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, which is uh, really sad and scary. So scary. And I know uh, Jimmy is a big fan of the Playing for Change organization, which yes. we also love. Um, we've listened to some of their music on this uh, podcast. And there's so many cool music and arts organizations out there that we love absolutely so it's very cool that he's involved with that and i believe it very (laughs) that makes sense to me (laughs) very very cool up next uh pangram that's right is that pangram yeah pangram pangram or pangram pangram no it's pangram pangram let's give it a listen Uh uh-oh this is crazy it's so crazy listen to that
my fingers cannot move that fast just in general. I, w- I was going to ask you, Ryan, serious question. What do you think is the fastest thing your fingers can do? <laughs> Ooh, fastest thing my finger... Well, it's certainly not typing. <laughs> no, you're a slow typer. I'm, I'm a, like oh, a pecker. A, you're a pecker? I'm a pecker. <laughs> um... <laughs> Okay, Ryan. Uh, you said it yourself. Yeah, uh-huh. Um, <laughs> fastest thing my fingers can do. Because mine might be typing. Ooh, uh, I am good at uh, catching things. Like, uh, Oh, yeah. I've caught a fly midair before. Whoa, yep. Ryan. Yep, I'm I'm the designated Bodhi catcher. You're good at catching Bodie. When she like runs around, I'm good at like just reaching down, just snapping her up. Yeah, that wild dog. That wild dog. Yeah. Um, that's about it. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah, I would say I'm I'm pretty good at typing. I could say that. I would also say maybe kneading dough. I'm pretty good at kneading dough. Okay, kneading. I can fast knead. Okay, that's you know? good. Or I can pick something out of a, you know, while the. While the pan is still hot, I can pick like a shell out of an egg. Oh, sure. That's what I did this morning. You picked just. I picked a shell out of a hot pan. How how many milliseconds do you think? Oh, probably half a millisecond. Yeah, I think that sounds about right. (laughs) Yeah, probably half if if we're being uh, generous. (laughs) Ryan, what is the next song on our list? The next song we have is called Bizarre Love Triangle. Oh, I like this one. This is a cover, but I don't know who made this. I don't either. I'll find it. Let's check it out. Bizarre Love Triangle. This is a New Order cover. Ooh. Are the best listening applications for this album? Oh, like things to do while you're listening to it. Yeah, because there are some very fast songs, and then there's some very slow songs. That's true. If you're putting this on, you know, Patrick McDonald playlist style, <laughs> right? A to B, uh-huh. beginning to end. What activity are you doing? Gardening is a good thing for this. Okay. Uh huh. I would say driving could be a good thing, like by the coast. Sure. Uh, sitting in traffic could be uh-huh. a good, you know, this is a good relaxing sitting in traffic album. Yep. What about you? What do you think? Ooh, uh, flying a kite. 
Oh, nice. I think it's a good flying a kite album. So when you fly a kite, you, you fly a kite for an hour and 26 minutes? Specifically. <laughs> <laughs> no more, no less. The timer goes off and you just let it go. <laughs> and you walk back inside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was fun. Goodbye, <laughs> kite. <laughs> There you go. This would be a good flying a kite activity. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. the headphones. Yeah. Oh, uh-huh. I saw Jake Shimabukuro queued up on Ryan's uh, phone. I guess we're going to be- Watch out for rogue kites. Yeah, you got to- <laughs> I guess we'll see him in an hour and 26 minutes. <laughs> Jeez. He's very alone specific with my kite, kite flying. By himself. <laughs> in an hour and 26, just let my hands <laughs> off and just walk away. Oh, my gosh. I want like i miss flying kites me too i've done that a long time uh, well you know me and my friend brett in high school used to have kites in our trunks and then uh in the middle of school we'd just go out in the middle of the day and fly kites in the parking lot what a fun thing to do no one would stop us yeah <laughs> oh, it's great it was pretty great we'd miss full classes just flying kites in the parking lot <laughs> what a blast well speaking of missing classes the next song is called straight a's yeah, which, which i did not have in high school i did you did i did believe it or not wow were you one of those kids that could just goof off and still get a's yeah Man. i was one i was i think i had the 10th highest or eighth highest gpa in my oh class oh my god yeah, yeah yeah it was a weird thing i had straight a's wow uh and look where it got me <laughs> think about that you're in burbank recording so a podcast about jim buffett yeah exactly listening to shake shake jim Bakoro. <laughs> jake shim Bakoro. shake jim all right straight a's straight a's let's give it a listen all right Denny, kind of. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Give me a Mai Tai. Oh, yeah. This song, I'm good to go. Oh, yeah. ukulele and i did i learn anything i started learning it but i stopped pretty quickly it's a very tough instrument it's hard it's like um it's it's similar to a mandolin it's just like you're you need to train your body to kind of get like everything is just kind of right in your chest yeah yeah yeah. it's very compact very compact it's very tough i had one as a kid and I would try and play it, and it was—it's very, very difficult. It can be pretty accessible to just strum on it, right? It can be, but yeah. To pick at it, it's a whole new world. Oh yeah, yeah, it's so hard. This next song, "If Six Was Nine, which I believe is a Jimi Hendrix cover, by the way. I think you're right. This is one of my favorites of the whole album. This is very, I very absolutely good. love this one. If Six Was Nine, let's check it out. He does some insane solos later in the song. 
is a little bit of a, a vibe changer for the album. Yeah. So this is where you're, you know, you're not necessarily doing one thing the whole time. Right. When you're listening to it. Right. Yeah. It's really kind of goes up and down. So and he goes wild in that in that solo later. Yeah. He goes nuts. Worth listening to, absolutely. Very, very good. Uh, up next, we have Shape of You. Oh, yeah. This is great. My favorite Ed Sheeran song <laughs> of all time, I would say. Really? I, w- I mean, Shape of You is an iconic song. It's a good song. song. It's very good. Originally written for Rihanna. Is that right? Yeah, and then Rihanna didn't that. take it, so he said, I'll do it. Wow. Yeah, isn't okay. it crazy? Very cool. Love Shape of You. Let's check it out. Oh, yeah. You got to get those pop hits in there, too. Oh, yeah. you at the concert <laughs> love isn't the best place to find a love <laughs> me and my best friend was able to do <laughs> why do we get seats so close to each other why not know. right we next to each other <laughs> i don't know i got them right behind you i'm right behind your ears well, I want you. boy i I don't even know the words. <laughs> Somebody like me. Mumbling it. <laughs> I might be crazy. Oh, did I? Sorry. Oh, great. No, it's okay. We can do it again. Oh, good. Okay. I'm going to leave the phone over there. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's good. What is that instrument? I don't know. I'm catching that the second time. Didgeridoo? <laughs> Is it? It's like, like a Vuvuzela didgeridoo. Yeah. <laughs> Is it soccer season? Vuvuzela, yep. Oh, yeah. I can see Rihanna doing this. Yeah, right? Yeah. She could do it well, but Ed did it great. Yeah. describe your own shape ryan mm. what would be i would describe my shape as funhouse door <laughs> funhouse door <laughs> <laughs> if i were to describe my shape um ooh, uh chipped clay pot <laughs> great yeah, yeah those are our new nicknames <laughs> i'm chip clay pot and i'm funhouse door <laughs> That's really good. Very fun. I'm into Very that. Good. Uh, Go for Broke is the next song. Nice. <laughs> Hell yeah. Thanks for reading my Yes Man today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Love this one. Here we go. Oh, yeah. That instrument's back. Oh, yeah. Is it a kazoo? No. Like an electric kazoo? Or a bagpipe? Oh. 
very pretty. Nice. It's very sweet. I like that a lot. It's a good one. This, oh, that's Go For Broke? Yes. You don't think that song is going to be as tranquil as it is? No. No. It sounds like something to be a lot more in your face and yeah, kind of yeah, lively. Going for broke. Kinda right. Leaving it all out there. Yeah. It's just a different way to leave it all out there, I think. That's true. That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> you want to flip on that AC? Yes. I think we're getting a little, <laughs> we're getting a little hot a in little here. A little loopy. A little loopy in here. I'm asking you, we're Chip Clay Pot and Funhouse Dare getting a little loopy. <laughs> Uh, up next, Little Echoes. Oh, yeah. Echoes, Echoes, Echoes. Echoes. Okay, those were some Little Echoes for These sure. These are some Little Echoes. <laughs> okay, that's enough. I'm getting okay. freaked out. Okay, here we go. <laughs> little Echoes. Let's check it out. Let's do it. So what? Hey! <laughs> Very cool. You know, he um, not only has re- collaborated with Jimmy, but he's also recorded with Bella Fleck, Ziggy Marley, Cindy Lauper, uh, Kiali Rachel, and Yo-Yo Ma. I know. There's he's, a lot. I mean, it was all after that YouTube video, too. Yeah. He really um, uh, created his own destiny. Yeah, he did. He really made it happen. It's, it's, it's crazy to think that it was it was really, you're right, from that YouTube video that yeah. spawned everything else. It's pretty incredible. Amazing. Yeah, and he'd been, uh, I guess, playing ukulele since he was four years old. Wow. His mom played, and he kept bugging her to teach him. That's so cool. I know. Pretty amazing. Uh, up next, second to last song, Mahalo, John Wayne. Oh, I like this one. This is a good one. This one is really cool. I love a John Wayne kind of vibe. Don't really love John Wayne the person. Right. But I love John Wayne the country western vibe. Yes. You know? Lo- love a John Wayne vibe. Love an old cowboy. Absolutely. Let's check it out.
riding a horse. This is horse riding music. Oh, yeah. What was the name of the horse from um, uh, uh, the book? The horse from the book? <laughs> yeah, what was the name of the horse from the book, Patrick? Do you, do you remember the name of the horse from the book? Uh, Calvin? I think it was Calvin. <laughs> <laughs> no, from the um, the, the uh, Tales from Margaritaville book. Oh, oh. What was that horse's name? The, the, the cowboy's name was, the guy was, was Tully Mars. Tully Mars. And his horse was. Hold on. He had an. Was it Mister Something? Yeah, it was something like that. It's gonna come to me at like three o'clock in the morning. I'm just gonna shoot up have, and shout I it. I usually have that book on hand. <laughs> I usually hold on to it. Let me see if I can find it right here. No, Mister Peanuts. Let's go with that. Anyways, that's like you're riding Mister Peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> Calvin. Calvin. Mister Calvin Peanuts. <laughs> Um, overall thoughts. Oh man, this is such a great album. You know, I would say this is one of the more subdued albums we listen to here on the Parrothead Podcast. Yes, very chill. So I very hope, chill. I hope you listen to this. You know, on a on a calming day. Yes, and if you didn't listen to it on a calming day, I hope it helped to calm you. Absolutely, I think so. I yeah. hope it did. Um, I, I really like this album. He's so talented. It's amazing to hear him really go off and do his incredible solo stuff. Yeah. Uh, and I hope when Jimmy starts touring again this year, next year, I hope Jake comes along. I hope so too. I'd He's love to see him in concert. I'm jealous of you that you've gotten to see him so many times. So, so cool. And Jimmy, like being the really nice guy he is, gave him the spotlight. Like he did like two or three songs just by himself. Yeah. Really, really great. That's incredible. I yeah. know. I, I mean, I really want to see him live. It must be such an experience. Incredible. Can't wait. It's really amazing. Nice. What about you, Ryan? What are your final thoughts? Uh, I, I love this album. I wish that there were more of his albums available to stream. There's just not a lot out there. Right. Um, he's been releasing albums since the 2000s, since the early 2000s. Yeah. Um, so uh, if you know of where to find those albums, please let us know. Um, but, uh, he's, he's great. So talented. Uh, also love the opportunity to shine the spotlight on some other Asian American singer songwriters and musicians. Absolutely. Um, May is Asian American Pacific Islander heritage month. Yep. So, so happy Asian American Pacific Islander heritage month, yes, Ryan. And, yes. and do what you can to, uh, to support. There are a ton of great charities out there. Absolutely. Uh, for, uh, supporting, uh, uh, the, uh, the, the Asian Americans that have been so, uh, horribly treated over the last year. So do what you can to help those out around you. Absolutely. Uh, and, uh, until next time, I'm Mayfair Marleybone. I'm St. Charles, Tennessee. Have, Have a, a great, great week. week. Meet, Meet you at the end. Bye-bye. Hello. And this is Hallelujah. This is Hallelujah. Can't wait. I love a Hallelujah.
Have you ever encountered an unexplained hairy bipedal hominid in the woods? Have you received telepathic messages from an unidentified aerial phenomenon? If so, then you need to listen to Bigfoot Collectors Club. I'm Michael McMillan. And I'm Bryce Johnson. And together with super producer... Riley Bray. We make up the Bigfoot Collectors Club. That's right. Every week we talk to actors, comedians, writers, and paranormal experts about their personal paranormal histories and share stories of high strangeness. Like the time when we talked to Craig Ferguson about the Loch Ness Monster and when a sea witch told him he had raven magic. Or the time I asked Pitch Perfect's Anna Camp her opinion on cattle mutilations. Past guests have included Rachel Bloom, Jen Kirkman, Paul F. Tompkins, Bobcat Goldthwait, and more. So if you've ever been abducted alongside five reindeer by an alien with grills for hands, or witnessed Bigfoot crawl out of an interdimensional portal, don't laugh, happens all the time. Then check out Bigfoot Collectors Club on Campfire Media or wherever you get your podcasts. Bigfoot, Bigfoot Collectors Club, you're, you're here to, to believe, believe us. Wait, is that how it goes? Campfire.